Welcome to Rethink Your Rules with Jenny Hobbs, MD, a fresh perspective on relationships, success, and happiness for high-achieving moms. Hey there, it's Jenny, and welcome back to Rethink Your Rules. This week, we are going to explore one of my favorite concepts that has really helped me and many of my clients in difficult interpersonal situations, and that one is the idea that perhaps everyone is doing the best they know how. And I'm going to talk a bit more about that in a minute, but first, my heck yes and hard pass for this week. So my heck yes is kind of fun. I'm currently packing for a family vacation, and I was thinking about how much I love my crossbody purse. It's this tiny little purse. I'll put a link in there if you want to check it out. I don't get any sort of, you know, kickback or affiliate fee or anything. I just literally think of fun things that uh, I want to tell you about each week. But um, it's this Tory Burch purse and it's a little bit expensive, but it's so versatile that I think it's very much worth it. And it's just the right size where you can use it as a crossbody or you can take off the strap and just tuck it into a bigger bag. It has several pockets for you know a few pieces of ID and credit cards. It's got a little pocket for your cash. And then there's just enough room inside the main area to put some pens, maybe some lipstick. I can even fit on vacation like this, I can fit my Kindle, my reading glasses, my phone, um, in addition to, you know, some gum and you know, passport and all that stuff, but it's not huge. It's very, it's small enough. And so now that my kids are a bit older and I don't need to lug, you know, so many things around with us when we go out, uh, throughout the day when we're traveling, it's so easy to just toss this bag over my shoulder. I have everything I need or across my body. And, um, and I can also easily tuck it into my larger bag. And I actually use these bags also, you know, in my day-to-day life, again, so great for, you know, not bringing my whole huge purse with me when I have to go pick up the kids at school, I can just throw it over my shoulder and go, or I can move this bag because it already has my cards and money in it. I can move it really quickly between different purses if I want to use a bigger bag, um, for different reasons. So, Anyway, I highly recommend checking out. I spent many years on the search for this type of bag, and I've been really happy with the quality of this one. Some others I have had, you know, fell apart and things like that, but the size and the function of this are just perfect. Um, My hard pass this week is I'm taking a hard pass on indulging my need to have the house look a certain way. So I'm a person who likes things very neat and organized and clean. And when I clean up, say my kids' rooms, I have a way that I do it where it makes sense. So then they can always clean it up easily themselves. Um, And it's really important to me and it helps me feel like the world is sort of in, everything is in its right place. I get very anxious when things don't feel that way. Um, So if you listen to this, you're probably either the type of person who totally relates or totally thinks I'm crazy. But Nonetheless, um, in many parts of my life, I can indulge that just fine. I can keep things perfectly neat and organized, and so it's not a problem. But it does sometimes become a problem around my house because I have three other people who live here who have different ideas about what's clean and organized and how much they care about it, to be honest. And so as a person who is supporting my family with a couple of different jobs and has a stay-at-home parent here, my husband, and kids who are in the house more than I am, often what will happen is I come back home and I'm like stressed out about the mess and I'm, you know, I'm the kind of person that I want everything, everything feels equally important to me, right? So the house being dirty and my job and all things, all feels important. So, you know, I'll sometimes abandon something I need to do um, that's probably more important to sort of straighten things up the way I like or fix it or worse yet, you know, complain to my family about it. And it's interesting. This is a good example of where I don't actually I haven't changed my belief about this. It does bother me. (laughs) I want it to be different. And I choose in the moment to let myself feel anxious and frustrated about it. 
and to decide not to act on that and to decide not to let that take me away from what is more important, right? So I notice it. I take responsibility for that feeling because it comes from my belief system and my preferences. And in that moment, I choose not to act on that feeling. I choose to manage it, allow that feeling to be there, and then move on with what's more important. So, you know, the house doesn't look the way that I would ideally have it look, but also no one's dying. Everyone's clean and healthy. You know, it's not like my family is keeping the house in a way that's unsafe or anything like that. And I also am not causing harm by, you know, being angry or frustrated with my family. I'm also not spending all my time at home disconnected, worrying about cleaning the house instead of focusing on the people who are involved, right? And I'm also not spending all of this time and energy making the house look perfect and then taking away from my time and energy to put into my higher priorities, which are things like my work as a physician and as a coach, time with my husband, quality time, not arguing about cleaning the house, you know, time with my kids that's quality and connected, time with friends, my own self-care. And so in the end of the day, I'm actually really glad I'm taking a hard pass on something that otherwise would be, you know, something I would want to do. All right. So with that, let's talk about this idea that perhaps everyone is doing the best they know how. So I find that people sort of have two reactions to this. The first one is, well, that's ridiculous because like I can point out all these people who are not doing their best and they're not doing the right thing and we can find a lot of evidence for that. And then there may be some people out there who've heard this a number of times in different places. I know Brene Brown talks about this concept, probably a lot of other uh, influential people who work in this type of coaching space talk about it. But I think in either case, there's probably a little bit more nuance to it. And so I just want to explore that kind of quickly here today because we are getting ready to go on a trip and I promised my family I would not make them late <laughs> doing this podcast. So I promise this one will be a quicker one. But um, this idea that everyone is doing the best they know how, I, I really like it. I was thinking about this. There's really three reasons I think it's so great. The first one is that it is usually true. Like I would say in some settings, it's almost always true. I work in healthcare. A lot of people I know work in healthcare. I think you'd be hard pressed in a hospital or healthcare setting to find very many people who are not doing the best they know how, right? Like, so their best may look different than your best. What they know how to do may look different than, than what you are doing or what you think they should be doing. But at the end of the day, almost everyone you're running into in the hospital is doing the best they know how. And it's interesting because you can see how much personal, you know, interpersonal conflict happens, how many mistakes happen. And it's such an interesting situation where we are all in that place of doing our best or for the most part. And also, sometimes it's messy and we are human and we make mistakes or we communicate poorly. But so it's usually true, even outside of a healthcare setting, I would say the average person you're running into is doing the best they know how. Um, there are rare people who, of course, are sociopaths and things like that, um, are very selfish. I could, in my head, I could probably think of a few people who I still have a hard time believing this about. Um, but I think it's less common than we think. I think often that when we're frustrated with people, it's not because they're not doing their best. It's because of some other reasons, which I'll go into in a minute. Um, the second reason I really like this is that let's, even if it's not true, okay? So like, maybe you don't believe my first point that it's usually true. And you're thinking of someone, you're like, no, they're definitely not doing the best they know how. Um, the second thing is that just thinking and focusing on this thought is going to help you feel better than focusing on the alternatives. Okay, so the alternative to this, like this would come up in a situation, right, where someone at the hospital isn't doing something the way that you thought that they should be doing, right? I had, I've had this come up with 
other services. So um, we interact with a lot of other teams of doctors and things like that. And we have agreements about how things are supposed to happen to run everything smoothly and safely for patients. So there's a lot of consistency. And I've worked here for a long time at my hospital. And I'm actually involved in coming up with some of these policies and I've presented them before. So I'm pretty familiar with them. But there's times when, you know, I'm like, this needs to happen. And someone on another team is like, no, I don't agree with you. I'm not doing it. And we're sort of in this debate about what the agreement says, which I'm very familiar with, as I said, and sometimes these people are not actually familiar with it, right? So um, they, in that case, they, you could maybe even make the argument they are doing the best they know how because they don't know the information that I am privy to, right? But even if we decide that, gosh, it's just really hard with this particular person I work with to ever think that they're doing the best they know how, maybe they, we think they're being lazy, trying to get out of doing work, whatever. Um, even in that case, our thought, they should do this, or they could do better, or, you know, they're just trying, even that thought, they're just being lazy and trying to get out of work. They're trying to take advantage of me, right? Those kind of thoughts are going to lead you to feel, so remember thoughts cause feelings, they're going to lead you to feel a way that's pretty, pretty uh, negative emotion, right? So angry or self-righteous, judgmental, condescending, offended, all those emotions just don't feel great, right? So, this thought that you're focusing on in that moment about what they should be doing and how terrible they are is just making you feel bad, right? And it's like you're kind of like donating your emotional energy to this other person's behavior in a way. And so if you can notice that, right, and then remind yourself in the moment, okay, gosh, I think they're just trying to get out of doing work and take advantage of me, right? That may totally be true. But you could always sort of remind yourself, like, I suppose it's possible that they're doing the best they know how, right? And so you don't have to 100% buy into it. But if you can allow yourself to at least sort of spend more time considering that possibility versus the first one that's more angry and judgmental, you're going to feel better, right? So that's always a win for you because your emotional life is really at the end of the day, what's defining your experience much more than anything they do or say. So I love that reason too. And then the third reason that I really like this concept is that again, even if you can't fully get on board that it's hundred percent objectively true that that person in their heart of hearts is doing the best they know how, right? Even if that's not true, which by the way, how can you even prove that? Right? Because like, it's so hard to know what someone's <laughs> what's really going on for someone else. But um, even so being in a place of everyone is doing the best they know how instead of, you know, they're taking advantage of me and they're just lazy, right? That, um, the more open-minded thought puts you in a more calm, open-minded place, right? The, the emotions that's going to bring up for you are going to be much more productive and effective at making the changes in their behavior that you may want to see, right? So they're not going to want to hear, if you're going around being angry and self-righteous and judgmental and condescending, like they are not going to want to hear your input on <laughs> how they could be doing better. They're just not going to be open to it. And also you may take actions from that feeling. Let's say you're angry, right? You may take actions from that place of anger, like yelling at them or insulting them or complaining to other people, right? Or not doing your work the way that you would. You'd be distracted. So you're not going to be as efficient in taking care of the work that you need to do, right? You might get written up for your behavior. And that now what's happened, right? Even if you were right and they were being lazy and they were taking advantage and like, all those things, like by focusing on that, you created anger, you created an outcome for yourself that is now not very effective at making things better, right? So now no people aren't going to want to hear what you have to say about how they aren't following the service agreement correctly, because they're mostly just gonna be like, well, yeah, but like, you shouldn't slam the phone. <laughs> you shouldn't yell at them. You shouldn't, you know, whatever. And so 
even if you're not fully sure that you can that you can believe this about a given person, you are going to get better results and you're going to affect more change and be heard more clearly by your leadership, by the other person, by everyone around you if you can get yourself to an emotional place that's more useful, right? So those are my three reasons. Number one, it pretty much is usually true or almost always true. Uh, so it's a it's a reasonable thing to assume. But even if it weren't objectively true deep down, you know, and you can get to the heart of everyone's motivations, then it's going to feel better for you to focus on this versus the alternative, right? Maybe they're equally believable. Maybe it's equally possible that that person's being totally lazy and doesn't care. And it's also equally possible that they are doing the best they know how. Like both are possible on some level, right? And so by focusing on one versus the other, you actually can affect how you feel, right? And then of course, the third reason is again, if both are equally possible, focusing on one versus the other is going to help you show up in a way that's going to get you better results. And in the end, it's interesting, like, like in my scenario, right, if I want to improve the ability of all of the different specialists to focus on or to follow the service agreements that are in place, right, and be collaborative and be willing to help, I'm going to get much better results from that if I am showing up and assuming that they're doing the best they know how and there's maybe a misunderstanding, right, or we need to just clarify things instead of if I'm showing up in this sort of more like angry or judgmental space um, where I'm like, no, I know all the rules and you don't know and, you know, you're just being like, like, not that I would necessarily even say that, but a lot of the actions that come out of that thought pattern are a little bit more uh, sort of abrasive and can be condescending and it's not going to leave anyone, including my own leadership, open to kind of bringing that feedback to them or or troubleshooting. Maybe the service agreement doesn't work for everyone. Maybe we need to revisit it. All of that's not going to happen. The productive change is going to be stopped if the conversation becomes about, you know, my behavior towards that person or my attitude towards that person, or it becomes a debate about who's right and who's wrong. And then either they're, you know, one of the people is like ashamed because they made a big deal of being right and they were wrong, or you, you know, you realize that, you sort of like bullied someone into agreeing with you, but then now the next time you interact with them, they kind of have a ship on their shoulder and they're looking for ways to find out that you're wrong. So those are the reasons I think it's worth considering this thought and keeping it top of mind as like almost like a mantra or a reminder to yourself when you get frustrated. Um, so hopefully that kind of convinces the first camp of you who are thinking, gosh, I, you know, I don't know if I can really believe that about everyone. Um, I get you. I, I mean, I can think of some politicians where I'm not sure that I can come to a place where I believe they're doing the best they know how. Um, but I, I, even in that case, I can come to a sense of like, well, it's possible this is the best they know how, right? Or I can even ask myself a question. What if this is the best they know how? Like, you know, so I can at least get myself to a somewhat closer point of believing this. And here's the interesting thing is even if I, even if that politician really isn't doing the best they know how. And even if it's hard for me to believe that, there's still work power in doing that work because if I want to affect political change, I'm not going to do it from a place of being angry, judgmental, um, frustrated, thinking all politicians are terrible, thinking it's just about the money, sort of that energy is just going to be, it's going to lead me to be burned out and um, to feel really resigned and hopeless. And then those people who are maybe not doing the best they know how, who are maybe unscrupulous, are going to win. They're going to have all the power because I'm not going to take any power from this place of being annoyed and frustrated. Now, if I can get myself to like, okay, it's possible they're doing the best they know how and I don't agree with it, right? Then I can be in a place of creativity. I can be in a place of like taking care of my own, my feelings. Like I was telling you before, you know, then I'm in a place where I don't have all this negative emotion all the time and I actually can free up some of my energy to creating 
change, right? Maybe to earning more income so I can donate to more political causes, maybe to sponsoring and helping other really amazing women that I know, you know, go into politics and have that, you know, have my perspective be heard more. There's a million different things, right? Um, But I'm not going to be in that creative energy or space if I'm focusing on what's wrong with them, right? Because that's where them focus. Again, it's like donating your emotional time and energy to them instead of being like, well, it's possible that this is the best that they know how. I don't really like it though. So like, let's focus, let's focus on me and how I can create things that I like, right? It's the difference between sort of in this negative them, 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 and more of a creative, positive, what do I want to build and create in this world? And another piece of this too is to really think about what it means to say everyone is doing the best they know how, or everyone is doing the best they can. Um, and again, if you're having a tar- hard time believing it, first of all, just add on there, like, what if everyone is doing the best they know how? What if, you know, it's possible everyone's doing the best they know how, or maybe. Um, but what does that actually mean? So the best that someone knows how is literally defined by all kinds of, you know, their personality, the way they were raised, the amount of resources they were given, the amount of resources that they have, like neurobiologically and physically and financially, right? So not everyone comes from the same background or starting point. And for them, like there may be a lot of reasons why what they're doing is the best for their situation. There may be things they're struggling with or competing interests they're balancing that you aren't even aware of. I mean, this comes up all the time in the hospital for me, right? Um, A lot of times nurses have really strong opinions about what I should do and how fast I should do it. And it's really interesting because like they often don't actually know much about my workflow or the priorities or things I'm trying to balance. And so they, when they call me, I'm thinking, okay, I see where from their perspective, this appears that I'm not doing my best, right? But there's a lot of background. And I'm sure any number of you you're listening right now, you're like, you can think of so many cases where someone was so sure what you were doing was the wrong thing, but they didn't have all the information, right? And, and even if you do have all of someone's information, you know, the exact same, the scenario, right? They still are going to bring their own personal preferences and style and ability to it, right? So I'm in my family, I have some people where it's really obvious that they're trying to do their best and working really hard. And, um, that, that fits for me, right? Because I'm kind of like that. I'm like, if, if I'm working hard, you can tell, right? And there's other people who are lower energy and maybe their best looks quieter and less obvious, or maybe they're, they have a lot of fear or anxiety that keeps them from doing a lot of active things. Um, and it, so I think at the end of the day, when we say, you know, the best someone knows how, it's really, really predicated on so many things about them. There's this great concept from this old book called How to, T- how to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And he talks about the idea that like, you can always say to someone else, like, if I were you, I would feel that way too. I would do the same thing. And why? Because if you were them, you would literally be them. You would have their exact brain chemistry, their exact life experience and all those things. So the reason that they're doing whatever they're doing is the best that they've sorted out based on all that they have available to them. And again, it doesn't mean that you have to agree with it, but recognizing that and recognizing that everyone here is just being a human and doing their best and trying to sort it out. And sometimes that looks different because they have different values and experience. That is just part of the way the world works. And if we're spending too much time trying to change how they think and give them all this information and whatnot, we're just really wasting a lot of energy and making ourselves miserable. Because again, that comes back to that idea of we're arguing with reality. And rather than arguing with reality, we can kind of switch our energy to focusing on allowing them to be how they are 
and giving them a bit of grace there and then focusing back on uh, you know what we can do and what we want to change and how we want to improve. So okay with that I am going to have to get going because I have to hop on an airplane but we are going to talk some more about this next time. I'm going to talk about what to do if you're not sure when you might be able to use this concept and I'll tell you how to identify where it could be helpful to you and how to identify uh, some of the ways that you can remember it in the moment when you may be a little bit frustrated and it's hard to it's hard to remember these sort of Zen concepts <laughs> when you're tired and burned out and frustrated and all those things. So I hope you have an amazing week. As always, please go ahead to my website to set up a call if you want to talk about applying this to your life. And of course, if you've been finding these episodes helpful, I would love it if you would just take 30 seconds to put a rating, five-star rating and review there on Apple Podcasts. It'd be so helpful so I can continue to reach more women and I hope you have an amazing week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Rethink Your Rules with Jenny Hobbs, MD. Would you like to learn more about how to apply this to your own life through personalized coaching with Jenny? Visit us on the web at jennyhobbsmd.com to schedule a free consultation. If you found value in what you heard today, please consider subscribing to the podcast and giving us a five-star rating so we can reach even more women like you.